0: From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast.
1: It's the Tiny House Podcast, and I am Perry Gruber.
2: I am... <laughs>
1: and this is mark donald grimes <laughs> is that really your middle name that's my middle name nice donald it's you have someone who ducky. shares the name with you uh, my dad i was thinking yeah. someone else. <laughs> how
2: did we how did we a million years ago when we started the show how did we decide <clears> we we're going to open with a clap
0: sound sync it's supposed to sync not that we've ever been in sync but it's supposed <laughs> to sync okay can
2: so you know. can
1: fit the never mind it doesn't matter okay um Geez, so it seems like we just started a show like an hour ago. Almost. Yeah. yeah it's like
0: deja vu all over again.
1: We're doing shows back to back audience. And that makes us ready and run down and Willing and able. Willing and able. <laughs>
2: So show two <coughs> of three for the day. For the day, yeah. For the day. So banter-wise, can I, can I ask you, you a go, question? Go
1: for it. I was going to say we just get into it, but I don't care. Go ahead.
2: No, that's okay. Just a minute. How's your, how's your Hund house? I saw oh. a dog house at the festival, and it reminded me of you. Was it a real dog house? No, it was a school bus that they called the dog house. Oh,
1: nice. No, the Hund house is going well. Um, someone paid a visit.
2: Da, 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 was da. it Santa?
1: <laughs> he looked like Santa. Da, da, da. No, Mark came by. Oh, Mark, Mark
0: came by. Mark I came checked it, it out last <laughs> week. <laughs> it's oh, very, yeah. cool. very nice. It's Are you
2: still okay. working on it? It's though. all right. It's, oh, yeah.
0: It's, it's still it's, it's roughed in the it's inside, yeah. but it's livable. It's very warm.
1: Mm-hmm. Very warm. Very
0: cozy.
2: I forget. what. Oh, what kind of heater did you go with? I forget. I already asked you, but It's I just a little
1: electric space heater. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. We uh, bought myself a new office chair to sit in because I sit so much in there working. And um, my... Uh, my wife had bought me this Asian stool to sit on with no back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after, you know, a few hours your lower back is like dying. So yeah. we went to City Liquidators and bought me an office chair with the lumbar support and it's so much better I can work until I'm ready to stop and not feel like I'm hurting
2: my back. Yeah, my nice. new job I'm having some ergonomic issues myself at my new job so you, have,
1: you you go in oh yeah, you do go into an office, don't you?
2: Yeah. So eventually, you know, when I'm not here, when I'm not Georgia. It's a good Traveling. thing your
1: employers don't know about this show and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, actually. Right.
2: Uh, they're still, all they know is that I'm working <clears> remotely, so I'm, I'm logged into my email and oh, multitasking. That's what you're doing over there. Yes, I'm multitasking <laughs> like every uh, talented female out there does <laughs> with our <laughs> entire lives. So oh, I was going to say. I know.
0: Well, we can, it's still We can that. say it anyway. Who can? What? What's International Women's Day It is day International today? Women's Day
1: today.
2: Oh, yay. <laughs> So you go you. You go know what else me. there was there was
1: supposed to be I heard over the internet that there was this was supposed to be a massive women's yes. strike.
0: Yes. Women which, weren't supposed to go, go to work today. Yeah, which didn't happen.
2: Actually I read a Facebook post um earlier from one of my friends and she said today I'm gonna go to work and break the glass ceiling like I have every other day of the year you know, like that's how we Break the gra- glass Better than staying at home. Is continuing to work and yeah. to push and to advocate. And, uh, yeah, so go me. And, uh, yeah, my house is also coming along really well. So I'd like to celebrate. Woman tiny house builders. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to all the women out there that build tiny houses. Because there are not that many of us, believe it or not. Snatch not your comparatively. hammer and beer. Yep. <laughs> What? That's our not motto. It's it's your hammer snatch and beer. your hammer and beer <laughs>
1: <Our freaking> snatch
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> your hammer I and beer know.
2: <laughs> I think it's grab right
0: grab him by the I hammer
1: do you say grab or do you say snatch
2: <laughs> What? A,
0: I don't remember no, I think it's snatch <laughs> or grab I think, your, I think it's I don't remember you gotta grab him by the hammer
2: that's fine <laughs> <all> <know. laughs> I thought we agreed no political. I know stuff. Well, no, it's is that political hammer. grab a hammer he's Right. Actually, okay. International Women's Day is kind of political.
1: It is kind. Of, is it?
2: I think so. Huh. It's the follow-up to the women's marches, not it also like the the.
1: Uh, oh no, the International Women's Day. Yeah, has been that's, going a, for that's a that's a
0: time. usual thing. But yeah. it's the it's the <coughs> the movement about not going to work or show up. That that's, was that's be political yes. thing, right? They just tried to tie it to this date. Right. Well, you know, hey, as long as you are doing this, we'll do a shout out that sitting across from us in an office is. Uh, in a conference room is a bunch of women founders that, that are talking true. about their startups Yes, who were also then doing an event this Saturday, a Women's Sun Conference. Oh, that's right. So it just so happened to tie to the state. I think it, it wasn't it. planned. but it oh, wasn't planned?
1: Oh, no, not really. Very yeah. nice, quinky. That's yep. what I
2: love about this space, though. That's really what I love about this space where we have our, our uh, studio here is the immersion um, with creative entrepreneurs um, and the strength of the women here. It's pretty pretty inspiring.
1: It is inspiring.
0: For a very white Portland, it's a very diverse space. It is indeed.
1: Uh, Speaking of diversity... (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So um, we know the tiny house movement is full of all different kinds of builds that people are actually living in and roaming the planet. Um, Usually in the bus category, people are retrofitting these standard size school buses potentially because they don't want to be teased for retrofitting the short bus because we all know... The jokes about the short bus but our guest today james martin is responsible for doing for bucking the trend and he has decide, what? he bucking oh a trend. sorry okay <laughs> gotcha. and he has ba, ba, uh, ba? he ba. is in the process or maybe complete with the Elden, which is a short bus he is renovating um he calls it the little the story of a little dude short bus james welcome to the show
3: Thank you very much. It was really hard to not uh, laugh <laughs> during that introduction. <laughs> um, I do, I do want to just—I got to stand up for Eldon though, and I have to say it's not a short bus so much as a full shorty.
1: Oh, what's so the it difference? So it doesn't
3: look like your conventional short bus that you would see sort of cruising down the street. It's more of a full-size bus that's been kind of cut in half.
2: So, I think I huh. think the average person could probably. What would the average person? It looks like a short bus. It
1: looks like a short bus to me too. Did you actually cut it in half or is it was it built that way?
3: It was built this way, yeah. It's um it was made initially for um like daycares and things like that, so it wasn't necessarily a part of like a school district fleet. Hmm. And um but yeah, it doesn't have that sort of weird overhead
2: um kind of bubble that some short buses do. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I I try to stand up for it as
3: much as I can because it's uh I don't know. He, he doesn't like to be made fun of too much.
2: So <laughs> oh no, uh, it's not me.
3: It's it's him that, that's sensitive. So,
1: so how did, uh, how did Eldon get a personality? This is really interesting. You're using a uh, personal pronouns to describe him.
3: Well, we, uh, the name actually is, uh, comes from my grandpa's middle name. Hmm. Um, and it's just a name that I've really always thought was kind of funky and weird and not, uh, too typical. And so, um, when we got the bus, we have been naming our animals alphabetically since uh, we had started acquiring the animals, and we were all letter E, <laughs> and I was like, well, what if we just named this bus as if it were, like, one of our pets, and uh, so that's how it came to be, but um, but yeah, so uh, because of the name and because it, it's sort of this really classic kind of um old, old country sort of name. We wanted it to, we wanted him to have a personality of his own. So that's sort of how it all began.
1: Interesting. So you have four pets. What are they?
3: Uh, we, uh, so it started with a cat named Azza, who had passed away after, uh, two years, unfortunately. Um, uh, but then we went into BK, which stands for baby kitty and then uh, our dog, who uh, was with us at the Georgia Tiny House Festival, Cilantro, mm-hmm. um, who sort of was also my uh, co-builder on the bus. And, and then we just got um, uh, an orange cat who's two years old uh, named Dorito. So,
2: <laughs> um,
3: but. But uh unfortunately in the last couple months uh BK had passed away too so we're Gracious. down we were down to one cat and one dog and we have a new cat named Frenzy now so we're we're on to letter G next so we're we're scheming on what that could be Grover
1: foods Grover <laughs> <Yes>. Grover <laughs> Is Fren- is is Frenzy that's the name of the cat right Yeah is 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 he or she the one featured on your website oh, it's a looking black and white over one. The... No he's oh, he's uh, actually poking oh, over the top of Yeah. yeah. Some...
3: That's Dorito. That's um. the uh the orange cat that we uh unoranged for that photo. But um <laughs> yeah, that's Dorito. She loves the bus. Uh we have it actually we, we live in Atlanta. We're parked in a neighborhood called Reynolds Town, which is like maybe a mile and a half east of downtown Atlanta. And uh so we have it in our backyard and so whenever we're not working too heavily, you know, too heavily with things, we'll bring Dorito out to the bus and she loves it. Uh, we haven't traveled with any of the cats yet though. That's hard traveling with cats. Yeah, and it's just kind of a loud Same vehicle episode. and bumpy, and so.
2: There yeah. was. We might soon. There was a cat though on a leash, at the Tiny House Festival. H- really? Yeah, they were walking him around. That's and hard too. Yeah, but he also had a stroller. Oh Jesus! And he had a leash, and he was a Bengal show cat. So. Oh,
1: I love
0: Bengals though. My Shout grandparents out. had a cat and a leash. Good. <laughs> Damn it. I have a cat They had a cat and too. a leash? On a or, leash, on they'd a walk leash. it, and it's just I like... I have a cat uh, on a leash, too. When an you're a teenager, your pet grandparents with a cat on a leash. <laughs> mm.
1: so, so, James, clearly yeah. you don't live in the tiny house, or the tiny bus, or the short bus? What the <laughs> hell, hell is it? <laughs> <Hells> <laughs> whatever, yes. whatever the hell it is. Yes. Um, we, uh,
3: no, currently, we've actually been building it for the last year, and... Um, really wrapped up a majority of the projects just leading into the tiny house festival, uh, which was March 3rd through 5th. So we've taken it camping a couple of times, just kind of nearby. Um, it has the, the tires are pushing like eight years old. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying not to go too far until we replace those, which, uh, actually we have a plan to do that in the next week or so. Mm -hmm. Um, so our goal is to (laughs) just take it out camping to do weekend trips, uh, Jen West, who's my partner in uh, life uh, and film, we're uh, filmmakers. We collaborate a lot on those projects. We're hoping to use that as sort of our film festival travel bus as well. So, uh, yeah, for now, for the next year or so, we're going to sort of just do the weekend getaway thing and see how it goes and maybe eventually transition into a full-time.
1: It it looks like there's a bed in there and a um, toilet. Uh, but it sounded like, at the festival you were just at, that it was the hangout for drinking and jiving. The Partabos. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Woo! I don't know. That was that was real weird how that happened.
2: Um, <laughs> how was that weird? You have a, a bus. A bunch of booze and people. You have oh, a <laughs> funky bus with a big bar and a yeah. Portland and a Portland hipster beard thing going on, <laughs> and a super social dog, and then Deek showed up.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I know, that, that tends deep. to help too. Um, <laughs> one of the things I started a couple of years ago is writing about cocktails, so I you know, I drank a shit ton of them growing up, but I, I didn't really know what was in them, uh, so I started this website called The Syphologist, which allows me to sort of document the ingredients within these drinks that I had heard of forever. Mm. And so one of them was the Sazerac, uh, which is oh, yeah. a cocktail from New Orleans, and uh, that actually led Jen and I to creating a short documentary sort of talking about the entire expansive history of that drink. And uh, so when we were building the bus, one of the first things I said almost probably within the first week of us buying it was we should uh, we should build a little mini bar in the bus and, and make cocktails on the road for people and maybe Sazerac's especially so that we can kind of maybe go to these cities, show the film make people the drinks and create an experience around it all. And so, yeah, we, uh, I finished the, actually, I think I did the, I built the bar on like March 1st or something. I mean like right leading into the festival and I'm glad I did it. It really was a good hit.
1: What is a Sazerac?
3: A Sazerac is, uh, it's up for discussion because it started in like the, mid-1800s, and people used cognac back then. and uh, But when cognac sort of fell out of favor and people started drinking rye whiskey, that's when the Sazerac really took off and became pretty popular. So I think it's pretty safe to say a, a Sazerac is rye whiskey, Peychaud's bitters, which are those really red, vibrant bitters. They're also made in New Orleans. Sugar and absinthe. And so it's just that with a lemon zest on top. Wow. So it's a really simple drink. It's kind of similar to like a, an improved whiskey cocktail or like an old fashioned. Mm. Um, super boozy, really strong, really classic. So uh, definitely something fun to make on the road. Wow.
2: I invented a drink recently at my local bar. So if you want, I'll give you the recipe for the downward facing dog. <laughs>
1: I'd love to hear what the main ingredient is. What is, <laughs> what is the main ingredient of that?
2: So you have to start with a greyhound. Oh, okay. Right? So Mm -hmm. you start with the dog like the Greyhound. Mm -hmm. So it is actually uh, vodka and uh, grapefruit juice. And then it is, you put it a splash of grenadine. You serve it martini style. Hmm. You moisten the rim with a lime. And then you have a sugar rim and a martini glass. And and so it's, um, I call it the downer facing dog because the bartender, I'd come out of yoga class and walk directly in the bar next door, be all dressed in yoga clothes. And the bartender was like, I think you're the only person I've ever known that actually goes directly from yoga to the <laughs> bar. <laughs> like You need your own drink. So we developed it together. And uh, there you go. Oh, cool. You, you, you can steal my recipe.
3: I love, I love the use of the martini glass because then it makes it feel kind of fancy. Yes. You know, even if you do drink like eight of them, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, feel, you feel good doing it,
2: you know? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I, I noticed that there's a lot of gin in the bar on the bus.
2: Oh, the whole bus smells like gin.
3: Okay, so I I think I see uh, you're referencing an image that was sort of like my in-progress, like, oh, shit, I need to figure out the size of the bottles I'm going to use for this bar. And so I took those gin. Those are mostly empty uh, Uh from previous consumption. (laughs) And um, I I wiped off the label on those and put in, like, liqueurs and stuff that I didn't need a full bottle of. So, like... uh, just like core core things like sweet vermouth, Campari, mm. simple syrup, things like that that I wanted that I knew I would need, but I you know storage is limited, and so we wanted everything to kind of have a place.
1: Got it. So so how does the bus conversion work? Um, how did you acquire the bus? What Did you pay for it?
3: Yep. Uh, so probably a year and a half ago, Jen and I started finding uh, and researching more about um schoolies and what that was and sort of this subculture behind people who convert school buses and there's a there's a wide spectrum i think even similarly in the tiny house movement with houses on wheels and that there's like those who can do it kind of cheap and it and it's for them and it and it's okay and they're not necessarily trying to sell it or you know build it for others and then there's like the eighty thousand dollar tiny homes that you can buy And I think that's kind of similar on the schooly side. I mean, you can buy a school bus. It's already got the walls. It's already got the ceiling. You can throw a bed in it and a space heater, and you're good. Like, you're not homeless anymore. Um, And so there's those styles. And then there's the kind, uh, and there are several that uh, we really admire, that just really made it feel like home. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to create a a, sort of a space that would be our home on the road. but leading into that, the, the reason it was even inspired initially is that Jen's parents have like a, an actual RV and she's got a, a big family. And so whenever there would be a, a family get together or a birthday or 4th of July or whatever, it would always be that we had to go to the RV camp because that's where the parents were and they're only paying $40 a night. So that's where we're gonna go. And we got stuck in you know the cabins or the yurts or whatever, or just camping in a tent. And so, anyway, we knew we wanted to try to find an RV and, or of some sort, and um, we just really, like, I don't know what it is, but RVs are just really shitty in terms of <laughs> aesthetic. Like, they <laughs> all, just, to us, they look like they're from the 80s. Like, the newest ones, they're, they just, like, they have that dark walnut fake veneer
2: And the swoosh, cupboards. the swoosh paint on the side. Mm.
3: Yeah, like, all the awnings are gradient, um for some reason like i don't know jen and i are both graphic designers and so Um, color and all that is a huge thing for us um, and so we're just like i don't know what should we do you know the teardrop campers are really sleek and nice and then we can just pull them behind but uh then we have to purchase the vehicle to to pull it with um, and all that so we were kind of just on craigslist looking randomly and and we saw this bus that was for sale like an hour away from us in atlanta And now looking back, you know, after we kind of dove in, finding a school bus is really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. There are auctions and things like, you know, school districts kind of like retiring out some of their fleet. But the reason they're retiring them is because they're just kind of they've had it at that point. You Mm -hmm. know, they're kind of shot and they'll take pieces of the the, that are good on the bus and they'll put it back uh, on some newer buses. And so but by the time you get the bus, it's just it's really pretty bad off. So. Anyway, we got lucky with, with finding this. And um, like I mentioned earlier, the bus initially was used for daycare. And then it was used as just like a, an airport shuttle for the cleaning crew for all the different airplanes hmm. at, at the Atlanta airport. So it, it had like 46,000 original miles on it. And it's a diesel. And it's just like, we got to go for it. Um,
2: wow. It's gonna,
3: this thing's going to last forever in terms of the engine. So we... Uh, We kind of bought the bus and then we're like okay now we've got this shell let's really kind of take our time and planning what we want this to look like so it's not just kind of like a futon thrown in there and so for the last year or so that's what we've been doing we've been sort of just uh retrofitting everything really planning what we need um the couch slides into a bed so it's kind of dual purpose there's a lot a lot of duality uh in the bus that that size especially so, yeah, it's been kind of a, a year long adventure of of getting it to where it is now
1: and where where is it now? Are you is it like upholstered and all that, or yeah, I'd say we
3: are ninety six percent done. Uh, some <laughs> of the things we want to do are awning, like we want to put an awning on the side of the bus that isn't gradient for god's sake (laughs) Uh, which we found we found a really cool eight by eight foot awning that typically would go like on a a vw bus or like you know a van conversion Mm -hmm. and uh because our bus is so short anyway that it kind of works well for us as well um and we're gonna do we're gonna put an outdoor shower so you might have noticed that we have a bath we have a toilet room kind of thing but we don't have any shower inside um so we're gonna do an exterior shower that's hot water um on demand that's kind of like an all-in-one unit wow and that'll be for when we're dry camping so if we're in the middle of nowhere anyway it won't really we figured it's okay to shower outside and we'll have a curtain and all that but it's not we're kind of excited about that process but mostly like i mentioned we'll be at rv parks and things for all of our family gatherings and when we're camping on our own um Otherwise, we'll be in national parks and kind of secluded. Very cool. Um, another uh, big thing that we're going to do is we're going to paint the exterior. We're going to keep it basically white, but we're going to do kind of a dip color uh, so that it matches the green that's on the inside. So it kind of has this really sleek uh, bottom that's painted the same kind of green. Um, and then new tires, which I had mentioned. So a lot of the things are just kind of those like physical products you need to buy in order to, to finish it up. Um, But all of the woodworking is basically there. Um, There's a, you know, just a couple of small things. We're going to get like a a portable AC unit, you know, things like that. But uh, we're close. We're really close.
1: What's the story behind that massive master lock that you put on that thing?
3: (laughs) So... uh, like I mentioned earlier, Jen and I do a lot of films um, oh. and our sound guy who we collaborate with has this like real sketchy white van that he keeps mm-hmm. all his sound gear in. And he, we did, went down to new Orleans to shoot the, the Sazerac documentary and he brought that van with him, and he had one of those big locks on it. And I was like, wow, this is pretty intense. And he's like, well yeah, cause it's got basically my whole life in it. Yeah. And so, um, so when we, when we bought the bus, we're like, okay, let's, let's actually, I mean, if we're going to have a TV and a a portable AC unit and all these things that are a couple hundred dollars each, then let's lock it up. Um, so we got that. I think I got it at like a home Depot or something. Um, but they sell them everywhere and they're they're It's just perfect for the, for the bus. It it works perfectly with that kind of door. Interesting.
1: Hmm. So what is your, so you, you said, you talk a lot about your friend, your family. Uh, what do they think about, you doing what you're doing?
3: They're pretty stoked. Um, my parents, so my family's uh, up in Cincinnati, and Jen's family is in Birmingham, so we're in Atlanta, we've been working on it, and we've been sending them sort of process photos, and they've seen the Instagram and things like that, but they haven't really seen it in person, especially now that we've got it to the point that we've got it, uh, that we had it at the Tiny House Festival. And so Jen's uh, dad, had seen seen it for the first time he came they came to the festival um this weekend so he uh he sent us a text after that he was really excited about it and um thought that we did a great job and so yeah it was it was cool to to see that feedback i think it might be a whole different discussion if in a year we're like guess what that bus that you saw we're we're gonna live in it now um (laughs) they might they might think of that a little bit differently but um Maybe I don't know. They've they've all been super supportive. It's been great.
2: One of my favorite attributes, um, besides the bar, um, <laughs> is the rooftop deck. So, uh, did you have to add any additional structure to make sure that you could hold the? I don't know. Was there seven or eight guys standing up there when I left? Um,
3: yeah, which is probably more like twelve when you have like the Diedrichs and. Brothers exactly, <laughs> you know, the Dedrickson
2: Brothers is you know three point five men when only two of them are yeah. standing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Steve Harrell I, too.
3: That was a really fun project because we we collaborated. I did, I put up the design for the the deck. I kind of knew what I wanted to do and knew how it would work. Um, and I knew that people kind of they in the bus there are these ribs. So between each window there's like a rib that goes all the way down the side and around the curve of the top of the bus. And that's sort of like your structural point. So like if you see the bathroom walls, they're kind of built into those ribs and all the cabinetry is built and attached to those ribs so that it's all secure. But one thing I wanted to make sure that we didn't do was weld anything in regards to the rooftop deck to the bus itself. So like let's say down the road, we want to get a longer bus and, but keep the rooftop deck. Mm-hmm. Then we can easily just unbolt it and so it's only bolted into the ribs and into the bumper. Um, in terms of like weight capacity, it shouldn't be an issue, but I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of guessing. <laughs> so, I mean, there could didn't be a You did have day an engineer get, look like, at it? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it, no, it's definitely not engineered. I mean, I'm I'm just going to go for it. The the idea though with the top deck is that it's going to be for storage for when we're on the road. But when we're at places like at a festival, we really wanted to be more of like, you kind of sit down and hang out up there. So it really limits the capacity to yeah. maybe like five or six people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've definitely done that, uh, you know, a bunch of times in our backyard and it's not been an issue at all. The last thing we want is for someone to <clears throat> fall off the side of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, um, it was fun. It was actually one of the first projects we did and then it was done and I was like, wow, like. This really this really looks great, but maybe I should have started with some interior projects, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't uh, look- Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was um, the whole thing kind of it all came together and honestly like the last month and a half with all the color- the paints and everything, it really brought it all together.
2: Hmm. That's actually great inspiration for my tiny build number 3. been trying to figure out how to get a rooftop deck onto a tiny house. Without, um, you know, um, sacrificing the the um, the pitch of the roof itself, so right. that's a really good idea to sort of just build a separate frame, and you probably build. it. Is it built out of aluminum or steel? It's steel. Yeah, so you build a frame and then mount it up there and bolt it on. I think that that's a great solution.
3: Yeah, I think so too. And it also idea. it allows us to not like to not have anything kind of sitting on the, the roof. So like if it rains, it goes through the wood slats on the rooftop deck and then kind of go, goes down the curve of the bus. Mm-hmm. So we're not affecting anything that is sort of could hold water, you know? That's an awesome idea.
1: So, so you and your partner, Jen, or is it your wife? Yeah. partner.
3: Well, we uh, we're actually celebrating our five years together on Friday, but we're not officially married. Cool. But it feels like, I mean, it feels like we've been together for like 45 years at oh. this point. <laughs> oh, nice. it's, it's been insane. But no, it's been, we've been on so many adventures together. And like I mentioned, we collaborate on a lot of things um, as well. The bus, of course, but the film and the design things. So um, yeah, basically we are for sure.
1: How'd you guys meet?
3: We met actually, I was doing a documentary. Um, I moved to Atlanta from Cincinnati Seven years ago, and there was just something about Atlanta that I really liked, and it's sort of under the the radar, and it's not necessarily a destination for a lot of people, especially designers. It seems like that you know Chicago or LA or San Francisco or New York or whatever those those are the cities that you want to go if you're if you want to make it like in an agency. But agency life was never really my thing, and so I started a studio down here in uh, in 2010 with two other guys and one of the projects that I started uh, shortly after I moved was like just asking the question, what was it about Atlanta that brought people here? Cause it's a ton. There's just a ton of transplants here. Um, and then what is it that keeps people an artist especially here, if, if they're from here and then if they move away, do they come back? And if they do, why do they come back? And so this, these sort of questions, uh, got brought up and, um, and then we realized, well, there's a lot of southern cities that are like that. And so what if we did like a 30-day a kind of road trip and we had this uh, awesome uh, red van that we drove everywhere in? Well, maybe that was sort of like the initial spark for me, kind of living uh, small for a month at a time. But um, we went through Birmingham, which is where Jen was at that, at that time, and uh, interviewed her best friend. And so uh, the best friend actually has an amazing house in Birmingham and let us stay there. But I think in her mind, she wanted to see if we were like serial killers before she let us stay with her. (laughs) And so she just sort of threw a dinner at this great restaurant in Birmingham called Rojo and uh, Jen was there. And that's how we met. So we were one of the first conversations I think we ever had was about Instagram, which is so weird to think about. But uh, we're like. Trying to, trying to hype up how cool Instagram was, you know. But anyway, was, and now here we are with, with Elden on Instagram. It's kind of crazy.
1: Is Instagram not cool?
3: It is cool. It's just, it's weird that, like, that was sort of like our icebreaker conversation was just this thing that we use all the time, like even still. Um, we're just, it's sort of like the the third person in our threesome, you know
1: got it and but now you have a foursome because you have the Elden.
3: yeah well we've got like yeah we've got too many sums (laughs) Um, but yeah no it's uh but so she she's a filmmaker and had been making films prior to me meeting her and so then with my experience on the documentary side um and hers on the narrative side we really collaborate well because i can produce her, her narrative pieces and she can produce my documentary stuff and um, now that we have the bus, it's going to be even more exciting to get on the road and do some more documentary-style stories along the way.
1: That's interesting how you two have come together mm-hmm. with the similar similar talents.
3: Yeah, it, it's been great. I mean, for a lot of people, that could not work. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you need there to be an, enough difference and enough of sort of your individual lives mm-hmm. to kind of make it all balance in the end. Um, but for us, it, I don't know, it's just there's like a magic to it to where it... it it's cool. I mean, there there are certainly times where we'll talk to each other and we'll say, hey, like, at 9.30 tomorrow, let's go to the coffee shop and have a meeting about film and let that be the time we talk about film. Otherwise, it'll just consume our life, you know? Um, and the same with Eldon. It was like, there have been times I'd be laying in bed just, like, scrolling through other people's Instagrams for ideas, and she would just be like, hey, maybe you should just, like, take a breather <laughs> and, like... <laughs> devote certain times of your day to this instead of letting letting it kind of eat at you you know Mm.
2: it is it can be all consuming though
3: oh definitely and we're we're both the type of people that when we have an idea or a a project we're working on we go all in on it and typically that that's one of like five projects at the same time Mm. so we're going all in on all of these things and uh it can get tiring. And so, oh man, like I can't tell you being at the Georgia festival, it, it was great because it was like, I can't work on the bus. I, can't, I just have to kind of chill out, you know, and it, it was really needed for both of us to kind of have that weekend to, to chill.
2: Was that your first tiny house event as well? Was that kind of your first foray into the tiny house um, movement and community?
3: No, no. We um, it was our first time showcasing something we had done, but we've um, we've been to several. We we followed the movement pretty closely. Um, there's actually uh, kind of actually something I wanted to, to talk about um, during our conversation was just that in Atlanta they're they're getting ready to pass this legislation to potentially allow a second dwelling in your yard if you have enough space. And so I think, you know, we've got the bus, but we've been really scheming on how we could create this like actual tiny house on foundation and, um, have it, have it exist in our backyard. And, and with that comes like, how do you react to like the architecture that's already in the area? And how do you kind of make it fit in? Or do you not make it fit in? And how do you work around the trees? And do you utilize that? So there's a lot of stuff on the tiny house side that we're really fascinated with. Um, and what we could do in the future, but the schoolies um, and that whole subculture kind of ties in nicely with the tiny house movement because, obviously, the space restrictions and the and you know the ideas that you can come up with, but there's just like a, I don't know what it is. There's just like a personality to people who are doing it mm-hmm. that are a little bit nicer <laughs> overall and like a little bit more free and less stressed out and. Um we really admire that as well. So we've we've attended several tiny house festivals. Um uh, we went to the Georgia one last year and we went to St. Augustine as well. And then we um we subscribe to a, a ton of people who are doing it, whether it be van conversions or, or full-on tiny houses.
1: How'd you find out about the, the movement?
3: Oh man. Um
2: Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think it started with uh oh it was i'm in the uh, i'm really heavily uh sort of consumed by graphic design and interior design and i think probably my introduction was like uh, on like apartment therapy or something (laughs) several years ago like one of those like design sponge or something one of those that kind of they spotlight architecture as a whole but then they'll do like little case studies on tiny houses um that was probably it. And then, you know, of course, in, in researching, before we got the bus, just knowing we wanted to do an RV or a camper or something, we really dove heavily into into learning more about it then as well.
1: Wait, was she on board the moment that she found out you were interested?
3: Yeah, totally. Yep. We, um, when I had shown her some, some school buses and, and how they can look, um, when they're done right and with care, she was just like, Oh my God, this is great because it gives us complete creative control over what we want it, what we want it to look like, you know? Um, and it's like, you know, we don't need overhead storage all the way down the, the bus, like an RV might have, we can figure out other ways to do it. And, you know, we can create our own color schemes and palettes, and we can plan for having a dog and where her bed would go during the day and where it would go at night and, and all that stuff. So, To have that complete control and to and to also feel like we can execute it was was awesome Mm -hmm. um i feel really uh like excited but scared to see tiny houses where like like michelle what you're doing with yours where you're like you're building the wall and the roof (laughs) like that's really frightening to me (laughs) um but that's exciting i think and so that might be something we do in the future but to have that shell of the bus already. It was like, okay, cool. We've eliminated. We've sort of. We've gotten past that first step. Now let's let's make the inside and let's make it all work for us. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's been a wild ride, and now it's cool. It's great because the, we get to actually adventure around in it. And um, the cool thing about the bus is that we can go to like Nashville for the weekend and see our friends up there and camp and not spend a ton of money to, to do it. Um, that's the one benefit I think for having the, the bus over a potential tiny house is that although several people do travel with their tiny homes, um, oftentimes we've noticed that it's sort of like, yeah, we'll like maybe settle down in this city for like a year at a time or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so to be mobile and to be able to do that is, um, is sort of what – also excited us about about the bus
2: yeah well don't forget you promised me that when you come to portland you're going to come see me so i got a parking spot for you and i have a drink with your name on it
3: thank you yes we're um i thank you for the invite of course and we're also we're scheming on how we can do like what our route would be and and when we should do a northwestern trip from atlanta so kind of go up through montana up to to you guys and then down California and through Colorado. So like kind of planning the best optimal route and how long it's going to take and all that. So, um, definitely cannot wait to get it out to Portland. We love Portland.
1: We'd love to have you here. Absolutely. So, uh, James, awesome, awesome story. Awesome bus. Awesome Eldon. Yeah. I have new <laughs> Awesome furries and awesome relationship. It's just awesome all over the place down there. Thanks for being Thanks. on the show. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, Tiny House listeners, we have this program, and Mark is just now getting on it. I got it. Okay, good. Where? Where to go? <laughs> oh, jeez. I had it. Where Um, if you send us a, if you make a review for us on iTunes, we may read that bugger on the air. And as a matter of fact, Mark is pulling one up right now. I got one. All
0: right. I had it. It is from Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate. Uh. Oh, my God. There's a lot of them. There's a <laughs> there's lot a, of Nates? There's even a couple of good ones. It's, <laughs> no, this is not from Nate at all. This is from uh, uh, Insightful Show from Isaac SND. I've been curious about tiny homes, and this show has taught me so much. Hosts Perry, Michelle, and Mark are very knowledgeable, and they get excellent guests. <laughs> Okay. Yay. Yay. Including
2: uh, James. Yes. Absolutely. Including James. Oh, it says
0: including James. No, it doesn't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was sweet. <laughs> well, there you he go. Knew, he, he knew I was going to be on here. That's it. right. He, know. Know. he knew that <laughs> January. in Very January. Very well, Isaac. Andy.
1: <laughs> well, Isaac, thank you for sending that uh, wonderful review. That's and Isaac. Oh who was Oh it? that was Isaac. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Isaac Endy. Yeah, Isaac Endy. Endy. And uh and and if you have a negative review that you want to send us, rip don't, us a new yes, one. Yes, don't hesitate. Send it on in. We'll read it anyway. We're happy we can take it. Except Michelle, she said. Never
2: not me. Yeah, she can't. you have to give me a like a thumbs down us. or something <laughs> and then I have to <laughs> Leave go out of the room so I don't cry on the air. that oh. would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, tiny house zers. <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll be talking with, I think we're talking with Felice Cohen. Are we talking with Felice Cohen? We're talking about Felice Cohen. Okay, awesome. Felice Cohen is fantastic, but you'll just have to check in with the next show to find out what makes her fantastic.
0: Bye.
2: Namaste. (laughs) It's my new new sign-up.
0: Namaste. (laughs) See ya.
2: Bye. Thank
0: you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Main. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is proudly made in Portland, Oregon.